When listeners submit questions to possibly be Valley 101 episodes, sometimes it's straightforward as to what kind of episode it will be. When producer Maritza Dominguez answered the question about the beet sugar factory in Glendale, it was clear it would be a historical episode. When producer Amanda Luberto answered the question about recycling in different municipalities, it was going to be more of an informational episode. But sometimes when the show's producers work on an episode, the nature of the answer changes. Like this week, when Amanda found out more on what she thought would be a straightforward answer. Nothing is as simple as it seems. That's Vic Linoff. He's the president of the Mesa Preservation Foundation, a nonprofit devoted to the preservation of our history and historic resources in Mesa. In this week's episode of Valley 101, Amanda shares how a question about Mesa's energy department turned into a tale of the city's past. listener submitted a question to Valley 101 after reading an article about the city of Mesa asking its residents to conserve energy due to concerns over energy supplies. This is because the city of Mesa operates its own electric utility, and he wanted to know why. About 530,000 people live in Mesa, Arizona. While the Salt River Project, or SRP, services most of the city, downtown Mesa is powered by the city's energy department. Here's Department Director Frank McRae with more details. So um, it's a unique uh, service area. It measures five and a half square miles. It's not a perfect square, but our service area basically extends to the north to Brown Road. Um, It goes as far west as Extension. It goes as far east as Stapley and a little bit south of Broadway. Within those five and a half square miles are about 17,000 people. 17,000 people who get their electricity from the Mesa Energy Resource Department. Frank explained to me that it's not rare to have what he described as islands within SRP's coverage. He said that downtown Chandler, Gilbert, Tempe, Glendale, Peoria, and Phoenix all use Arizona Public Services Electric, or APS. Mesa using its own electric utility is unique for Arizona, but not necessarily unique for America. There's thousands of uh, municipally city-owned electric utilities. Um, The larger ones are like the city of San Antonio, Los Angeles Department of Water and Power, Memphis uh, Gas, Light and Water is another one. Um, So there are very large cities that have their own electric utility. The reason it's not as common in Arizona, though, might be because of the way the cities in Arizona were developed. That may be a little bit unique, but I think it's unique because of the way the Phoenix metropolitan area grew. These downtown areas were kind of uh, denser populations, while the, you know, 100 plus years ago, the outlying areas outside of those downtown areas, very agricultural type of uh, geography. And so... Therefore, it made sense for investor-owned utilities to be those utilities within the downtown area. And it made sense for a publicly um, owned entity like Salt River Project to be serving those outlines. But why did they not expand as the Valley grew? So um, at some point in time, state government, I think it was through the Arizona Corporation Commission, but uh, boundaries of a service or territory were identified. So just like APS has a certificated service territory within these other downtown areas. 
Mesa has one within SRP. So there was some dispute back 50 something years ago about um, either SRP wanting to serve something within Mesa service territory or Mesa wanting to expand its service area. And so our, our city, our service boundaries were pretty much solidified. You know, you can find maps at the Arizona Corporation Commission that says, here's where the city of Mesa serves and here's where we begin and end and here's where SRP picks up the service. Because the city of Mesa is able to use their electric utilities for the downtown area, they have the ability to focus completely on their area. Frank said this direct attention comes in handy for things like response times when there's a power outage, keeping services at a low cost, and even using their own electric line crew to set up the Christmas tree for Mary Main Street each winter. There are, of course, also disadvantages to doing it independently. In June 2021, the city asked residents to conserve energy between 3 and 8 p.m. because the energy cost for those five hours had increased dramatically over the past year. The demand for energy has exceeded the supply and has diminished at a rate that wasn't expected until 2023. This makes it expensive and more difficult for utility departments to distribute it. Like Kayla said at the beginning though, this story really transformed when I asked Frank how Mesa came to own its utility center. He told me that in 1917, Mesa purchased it from Dr. A.J. Chandler, the very person who founded Chandler, Arizona. Vic Linoff, who reminded us earlier that nothing is as simple as it seems, was described to me as a walking encyclopedia of Mesa history. He's been the president of the Mesa Preservation Foundation since it started in 2010 and has lived in Mesa since the 1960s. When I asked him about the story of Dr. Chandler, he responded, Well, how far back do you want to go? Dr. Chandler was born in Canada, but was having a flourishing career as a vet in Michigan. Later, he accepted a job enforcing the rules and regulations of a newly formed Livestock Sanitary Board to protect the cattle in Arizona. This brought him out west to Prescott before moving down to the valley. He was actually the first veterinary surgeon in the territory of Arizona. But he was also quite an entrepreneur and uh, eventually settled in Mesa before uh, the town uh, that now bears his name. And he was involved early on with improvements in the canal system, and that's what, of course, brought life to the little town of Mesa. Dr. Chandler was a key player in setting up the cross-cut canal system. This allowed Mesa to use water from Tempe and the Salt River, generate it into power using hydroelectric systems, and send the water back to Tempe. Obviously, Tempe had some objections to that in the beginning, and uh, that was overruled by the court. So he was able to begin to generate electricity. So in June of 1898, the city of Mesa used their first bit of electricity to illuminate five lights along Main Street. Sometime later, electricity was extended to homes. It wasn't reliable because it depended on the flow of water from the Salt River. And during certain seasons, the river would virtually dry up. And if you had no water to run through your hydro system, you weren't able to uh, generate electricity. 
Eventually, steam generators were purchased to help stabilize the electricity, and an important person in making that happen was Harry Chandler, Dr. Chandler's brother. He sold really the rights to this electrical generation to Harry Chandler. And they called the company uh, Southside Gas and Electric. They also added gas distribution to their enterprise. And that's how it all began. About the time World War I began, Mesa became unsatisfied with their energy distribution, and they thought about buying Southside Gas and Electric. This would allow them to take responsibility for the electric generation and gas distribution. A lot of debate took place over whether that would be a good idea or not. Mesa did work out an arrangement with uh, the Chandlers to purchase the system for $113,000. This is 1917. And to put that in modern context, that's about $2.5 million. So this was a very substantial purchase for a town of only about 3,000 people. By the time this purchase happened, the Chandler family had already been distributing energy to Tempe and Chandler as well. Mesa only purchased what would affect them, and the rest was eventually bought by what would become APS. The distribution extended off Main Street by this point and had entered people's homes and businesses. This is how Mesa ended up with its five and a half square mile service area. There was some conversation about if it was even appropriate for the city to purchase Southside Gas and Electric, but the voters overwhelmingly supported issuing bonds to buy the electrical enterprise. Over time, there were chances for the city to sell to private electrical companies, and each time the residents voted to keep it maintained by the municipality, and that's because they felt it could generate more than power. One of the reasons that was given for the city buying it was the fact that the city felt that it could be a very good revenue generator. And as you know, Mesa is the only uh, city in Arizona uh, that does not have a property tax. And it's one of the few large cities in the country that doesn't have a property tax. And they were very sure that by having uh, this utility, they would never have to impose a property tax. And today we still don't have a property tax in Mesa, um, even though the revenue generated by the utilities is, is rather small now. Before being named the founder of the land just south of Mesa, Dr. A.J. Chandler helped set up the canal system and establish power and electricity to the city. Dr. Chandler died in May 1950 in his home beside the San Marcos Hotel. This was front page news of the Arizona Republic that day, just underneath an announcement that the first motion picture to be filmed in Phoenix had started production. So the answer to why downtown Mesa gets its power from the city's energy resource department is because they can, and it's been like this for a long, long time. Thank you so much, Amanda. What an interesting and unexpected history lesson. In case you're curious, listeners, the movie that was filming that day in Phoenix was a crime noir called The Sound of Fury. If you'd like to submit a question to be considered for an episode, please visit valley101.azcentral.com. 
Also be sure to follow this and other Arizona Republic podcasts on Twitter at AZC Podcasts. All right, I'm Kayla White signing off until next week. Take care.